Hey folks, thanks for joining me for this episode of the Embellish Podcast, a podcast focused on product stories, product storytellers, interesting brand ambassadors, and anything else we happen to come up with. Whether you're a bourbon fan, a geek, a casual observer, or someone just floating through this channel, hope you find it interesting. If you got here by chance, please take a moment to hit the subscribe button. Hopefully that can be found on any podcasting platform that exists. And if you can't find me on a platform, you can email me at embellishpod at gmail.com and I'll get that taken care of. I also generally live stream the recording of these episodes on YouTube. So if you follow me on any social media platform, you'll know when that's going to be. Uh, I also have links on Instagram at EmbellishPod or Twitter with the same handle. I have a website. It is www.embellishpod.com. That is a place to pick up these links, episode details, and more. Uh, today is September the 7th, and we're doing a lunchtime stream with Eric. Yeah, boy. Eaton, whatever you want to, whatever you want to go by. And honestly, maybe I should have just let you do all of the, the <laughs> like, the details on this episode. Because that's sort of, like, you do that with... Uh, a high degree of accuracy for Tim Bip on a regular basis. Yeah, I feel like Perry is just the editor, and you know I'm just um, doing the show sometimes. Well, the upside <laughs> is, is there's no editor here. Usually, this goes straight <laughs> to um, audio later on. Like it's just we're gonna I'm gonna cut the front end and back end, and we're gonna put it oh, in. That's awesome. So you, I, you're, I appreciate you getting on like lunchtime because this is like my nighttime. Like this is not the first time I've done a lunchtime though. Okay, so but it's so not had, even. It's not even lunchtime your time though. It's like no, breakfast. it's not. Yeah, it's well, we're in brunch. We're in brunch we're season. Brunch time right yeah. now. This is a brunch time recording. I don't live in Nashville, so I don't know if I'm allowed to do brunch. You guys do brunch pretty heavy in Lexington, right? Oh yeah, it's it was made yeah, for hangovers. We don't, we don't do brunch heavy here in Western Kentucky, in the rural portions of the state that you guys like to forget exists. Hey, uh, I, I was from the rural part. I didn't know what brunch was until I moved to Lexington. No, but everybody knows where Eastern Kentucky is. Like you say, Eastern Kentucky, people are like, oh. That. oh yeah okay but you say western kentucky and they're like owensboro bowling green like there's two whole yeah. more hours of state beyond owensboro and bowling green um i but, found so, out about it whenever i started learning uh independent wrestlers that mm -hmm. were from there um ricochet i think was from there um yeah let's see there's a couple of guys in AEW um that are from there too now i can't remember the names but yeah and then i was like whoa there's and then i was like they have a good basketball team like i i'm down with it we have I'm a mediocre basketball team that, hey. you know you got to couch that in we live we live in the state of kentucky where university of kentucky is a blue blood and university of louisville historically was a contender but maybe not so much recently hey. so you just kind of get overshadowed like if we were in uh i don't know like arkansas People be like, that's a good basketball team. That's a good basketball team because there's like one school in Arkansas that anybody cares about. It's like University of Arkansas. That's it. I mean, I hope I hope UK does better. I mean, we we did good all season, then we fucked it up in the end. So you know, you'll have that from time to time. My yeah. my mom actually went to UK for pharmacy school. So oh nice. Child of an alumnus. I actually lived in married housing as a child. No. Oh. If I'd have stayed, I probably would have joined the street gang. Just, well, just realistically, I could honestly see you with a couple of tattoos on your face. So, <laughs> you know, I'm 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 working on it. See, so okay, so let's let's talk about that. You you have a ton of tattoos, right? Yeah, I think so. I have probably more than the normal person. <laughs> I guess maybe tons the wrong term. You know, it's not you don't have any anything visible on your face uh, no. right now. Oh, so you haven't murdered anybody. There's no teardrops or whatever. Mm -mm. Um, so are you? I always had this mentality of like, well, I got to wait until I find something that I want on my body for the rest of my life. Uh, 
And is, is that where you live or are you just like, hey, um, just do whatever? Now it took mm-hmm. me, it took me a few. Um, I actually have, so my first uh, tattoo is on my, my rib cage that I got right out of high school. Um, and it's, it's prayer hands. Now I'm not the most religious person, but it was a very old school looking, uh, uh, design. And I thought, and now I live, I lived with my grandmother, like she mm-hmm. raised me and I was a good boy and I wanted to make sure that. And so my mind was if I got a tattoo and I know she knew at the time, probably didn't want me to get one. Maybe if I got something that she would approve of, it would be okay. So I got this old school prayer hands on my rib cage that look absolutely atrocious. Mm-hmm. I mean, horrible. The guy, I think the guy that did it had one eye. Um, it, there's lines blown out and everything. But that was, and after that, after I got used to it, and I was like, this really isn't that good. I decided to only get something when I've thought about it for a very long time. And I knew that I would enjoy it. So mm-hmm. that was the one regrettable one that I have, I think. And it's not even like a horrible, like, you know, freaking whatever on there. But, you know, it's prayer hands. I'm not a religious person. Um, the design isn't the greatest. It's just kind of an old school black and white prayer hands. And I did it because I didn't want to get in trouble. But I wanted a tattoo so bad that I went through that. Mm-hmm just to get something I didn't like, but I thought my grandmother would be like, oh, that's nice. And she still didn't like it. She was like, are you insane? Um, and then she finally got used to it. And as I got older, obviously I was an adult and I was like, but I think I was like barely like graduated mm-hmm. out of high school or something like that then. Something like that. Yeah. And so, and if you're interested in finding out any more about Eric's religious proclivities, just go over to patreon.com, subscribe to this is my bourbon podcast at the appropriate tier to get pregame chats. And this last set, the the ones that were posted on Monday of this week, you'll get an understanding of some religious yeah. systems there. It got heavy. Um, yeah. You and never it know was, what's going to be on the pregame chats. I'll be honest. I, you know, and I, we won't go into that in depth, but I sent Perry a message on the side. I was like, hey, you guys ever want to like just put up a meeting where people just talks about what they believe? We'll do a private one. We'll just yeah. sit down and chat because I, I love those conversations. And, you know, it was – I'm akin. I'm, we're we're – we're, we're similar, yeah. similar spirits and yes. some of the mindsets that existed there, but it also gets super touchy and whiskey right. people are already touchy about whiskey. We don't need to no, they're shake about a lot religion. of stuff. That's the truth. They, they, they're very precious about a lot of things I was talking to. I had uh, maybe a month ago, I had a rapper on um, that he began sort of as a Christian rapper and now is just, he does his own thing. A lot of spoken words, super interesting guy yeah. has a coffee thing. He's sort of into whiskey and people get a little off when you start talking about um, religion and whiskey at the same time. Yeah. But you know, it, it, it's a little thing. It's a little thing. So how did you end up on the podcast? You, so you're on a podcast, you're on, this is my bourbon podcast. I am. How'd you get here? Um, so yeah, I am the co-host on this is my bourbon podcast. You have had uh, the creator of the show and host Perry on your live, which I'll, I'll say, go back and watch that. That was a great one. I was actually at work listening, uh, during the night when that one was on and you all went for like three hours and it was, it was a great conversation. Um, but yeah, like, so I had been friends with Perry for a while. Um, and you know, just, just a fan of the show. And we had a meetup like this little, like, like not like, it wasn't the size of the one that, 
uh, we just had uh, where you were there, it was a little smaller, and they did a um, and they did a live show, um, him and Swan, um, and I got up there with them to do a uh, pairing. And, you know, I felt like we, we had a good little thing going. And so after that, it was like Swan was going to be leaving to do some, uh, he had a job and he's going to be moving. And so Perry was going to need some help. And so he asked me, which I will say out of, out of anything I've done, whiskey related, whether it's been a pairing or a you know, a, a reel, a video, anything like that's probably the best like compliment I've ever got is for somebody that you listen to for so long and that you kind of asked advice about bourbon or whiskey asked you to join in on the show that you were a fan of. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he was like, he wasn't like, we only record it this time and you know, he knew that I was not shift and like my kids schedules were busy. And so he was like, yeah, we we'll figure out a time when we can record and it, it'll work. So I will say like, just getting that out of there that I do appreciate um, everything Perry has done to let me do that because I feel like that's kind of my favorite outlet at the moment. Um, and he took a chance on me Um and he just now he doesn't edit my cuss words and I love him to death. But yeah, it was just I knew Perry and he kind of knew that I, you know, I was probably somebody who didn't care to get on the mic and be funny, but I was also serious at times and stuff like that. So he gave me a chance and it worked out and here we are. So you know, and it's so it it feels like at least from being a listener of the podcast before I knew either one of you guys it felt like a more of an invitation to be a part of a thing than it was to fill a seat because sometimes you're just like, ah, yeah. I need somebody to take the place of the person that was already there. Right. This it, felt more like a, I want you to be an additive part of what's going on. Right. And it was always like, you know, Swan, Swan always had a mic there ready to go if he was ever in town or if he wasn't working or something like that. So it, yeah, it wasn't, it was more of an extension of the show. As opposed to I'm just coming in and I'm the new Swan, I guess you would say, or something mm -hmm. like that. It was, and now you know Swan's kind of changed some stuff around, and he's on the show a little bit more. And I love it when we're all three on there. But yeah, it was just an invitation to sit down and have some bourbon and talk for a couple hours, as opposed to you're coming in here. I want you to be this person, blah blah blah. It was, it was honestly just an open, open invite and luckily he didn't lock the door after the first episode and that I was on <laughs> and I'm still there. Yeah. He, he didn't, he didn't give you the boot. Do you ever <laughs> right. find yourself like looking at this like podcast, YouTube event thing and just be like, man, this is all just ridiculous as hell. Like the fact that people are interested in this, do you ever find it? Like ah. I, I do. I'm very, um, it shocks me all the time. Just getting a message that says like, Hey, I listened to the podcast and like, what you said was, you know, it, it made me laugh or I tried that pairing and it was great. It blows my mind. It blows my mind when Perry's like, Hey, we got this sample sent to us that we need to review. And I'm just like, the fact that people like are like trusting somebody like me to like give this. And, and luckily, you know, Perry, Perry lets me pretty much say what I want. Like, mm -hmm. I, you know, I try to, I try to be as nice as I can, but sometimes you just have to tell it, you know, there's no a way. Perry is great 
at taking a bad note or something and spinning mm-hmm. it in a way that's like something that they could use as like um what am I trying to say? Like they could use that as advice and it's like friendly advice. Yeah. As Find a redemptive to, quality in yes, what's going yes, on and yeah, trying to like, make sure okay. that it's not all bad news. And here I am, like I'll let stuff fly and I'm just like, this sucks. Or like this tastes like, you know, the wood that got stuck in between a old Nike. Um, uh, but, and you know, and that's probably not anything that they're going to hear and be like, you know what, we should definitely change the Nike note in the bourbon. But, mm-hmm. you know, luckily, you know, they know Perry's kind of, the main guy and i'm the co-host so yeah they're they probably find it comical or something but i mean it can be it can be informative and and i think you know there's there's an appreciation that has to be there like if you were a solo voice and all you ever did was shit on whiskey right right people are not going to listen but if you have this relationship where you have one person that's finding redemptive quality the other person that's just speaking straight you can you, you can you can take that. I, I think if I was you know yeah. if I owned a brand, I'd be like, okay, look, you know these people are giving legitimate feedback. This, I see what this person's doing. I see what this person's doing. But if all I ever heard was ah, oh, that guy just just craps on everything, right? It, it may it may be different. So I think it's yeah. a good foil and it's a good maybe tension between what he does and what I what what you do. Mm-hmm. And I find myself like similar to Perry whenever I hate giving tasting notes because I think they're pretentious as fuck. They're just super yeah. pretentious. Um, the idea that like someone should listen to what I have to say, but even if I don't like it, I try to identify what the flavor is and maybe I don't like the flavor of old leather, yeah. but someone else might like that. And so it's not necessarily a recommendation. There's very few things I'm like, nah, don't drink that at all. Yeah. There's a few things recently <laughs> that, that have gotten that place. And it's like, maybe I just won't talk about it at all. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's more because. I don't have to like everything, no. but somebody might like what I don't like. Right. So I'm trying to like walk that line, but um, it also yep. puts you in a position where you can't just say this sucks. Yep. Like if you try to walk that line. And yeah. And I think that's, I think that's what's entertaining and informative about our reviews. And, and hopefully somebody listening to this is, is like, I'm not going to listen to that. That guy just says everything sucks. I do not say everything. <laughs> no, sucks. no, no. That if, if that's the impression I made to anyone, no, who's no, no. Listening, there's only 13 I, of them. So don't worry. There's yeah. only 13 folks that are going to listen to this. But it's um, not, it's not every yeah. review is this guy says, this no, most of the time not, they're really solid. And you yeah. get an idea of, um, what was it that the that Matt was like? Was it birthday cake? I think is the one yeah. you guys threw out there, and they're like, "Yeah, that's it." You yeah. know, most of the time, it's helpful, but you're not afraid. Right. You don't pull your punches. You know, I think and it's more. I think it's more. Perry uh, is great with words, and he can explain it in like the the way that you would expect a like mm-hmm. a professional bourbon review to sound like. And then you've got me who maybe don't even. I might not even understand the word or I don't know the finish or something, but I can say something like, Oh, that reminds me of, you know, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And somebody's going to be like, okay, like I, you know, I know what a peanut butter and jelly sandwich sounds like. So it, you kind of get two review, you get one review, but you get like two doses of a review, two styles of a review. You get the guy who knows what he's doing and you get the guy who's kind of the, the guy who's buying snack cakes in a gas station and pouring, whiskey over them. i mean so you get a lot in the podcast right. and and that's that, that's what makes it i think approachable is that if you're if you're a budding whiskey nerd who hasn't got to the point to where you're you know thinking about buying an ascot 
then you've got some information. And if you get all the way up to where you want to, you're actually wearing an ascot already, then maybe you kind of run on some scale of, yeah. of, of Eric to Perry, you know, like, you know, mm-hmm. where you're at, but um, you know, more, more people to me at least connect with that. But d- yeah. so, so shifting to you specifically, right. So okay. you're whiskey mutant on yes. all social media platforms. Uh-huh. How, how did whiskey mutant become a thing? Um, let's see. Whiskey mutant became a thing when, um, I just decided that I wanted to share. I, I mean, kind of like everybody else, you just want to share your stuff. You you know, I don't know. Like, I, so I thought I've been thinking about this because I thought you were going to ask that. And I was like, what is my answer now? Because before it was just like, you know, I, I thought it was fun to pair stuff. And I, I just thought, you know, we're all pairing everything. So I want to make an Instagram and, you know, and then it got to the point, you know, where I've, what am I doing here? Like, what are we, what are we trying to approve? Um, but it was just, I saw all, all these Instagrams and it was always kind of similar stuff, you know, the review, the nice picture of a bottle. And it's kind of still like that, but I always found myself getting off work and wanting to come home and have a poor bourbon, but I love like donuts mm-hmm. and I would get a donut. And I would have a donut and some bourbon. And I was like, man, like, this is really good. Like, this is great. And I'm like looking and there's like one account. It's like whiskey and donuts. And I'm like, oh, they're pairing, you know, putting donuts. So I was like, so there is, there are people on here doing this stuff. And I was like, that's cool. And then I also love anime. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would be like, what, what an- anime am I going to watch this morning when I get home from work? And what am I going to pour to have with it? And I was like, I don't see any anime in bourbon. And I was like, okay, here we go. Um, and so I just kind of like made the name Whiskey Mutant because it was like comic books and like anime. And like I wanted it to just be something that wasn't like the same the same type of name everybody has just mm-hmm. spun in a different way. I was like, what is, you know, and I wanted it to be, I come from like, you know, punk music and different things. And it's like, I got to be a little different. Like, you know, different is good, blah, blah, blah. It's not always good to be the same. Um, so I was like, whiskey mutant, that sounds kind of cool. Um, cause I was watching X-Men or something like that. So I just did that and I started just posting like some of my pairings, my, mainly donuts in the beginning and then pairing like movies and co- anime and comic books. It was just all over the place. Like it was like to the point where it's like, if I'm going to do this, like I need to kind of commit to like something here. So it was like, that's kind of when I started doing snacks and just sticking to that niche but i would still like post like anna monday i used to do that all the time like what you know what goes with this Mm -hmm. um and i just love the thought of pairing like no matter what anybody says like you're always pairing your whiskey like whether it's with a cake or whatever if you sit down and you're like i'm gonna have a nice relaxing time by myself in this my couch and you think about what bourbon you're going to drink because that makes you feel good. You just paired your bourbon with your relaxation time. Mm-hmm. If you go to the theater and you, you know, they have a bar and you don't, and you do it the right way and you don't sneak samples in like I do, you look at that and you go, what am I going to drink while I watch this movie? And you just paired, you just paired your, we're always pairing our whiskey. Mm-hmm. You know, you go over to your friend's house, you want to take a bottle to make them like either feel impressed or like something they've never had. You just paired your, hang out with the bourbon so i just love the thought of pairing and i just wanted to kind of focus on that so it was kind of just like pairing everything i guess like you know like i say but mainly now it's 
it's a lot of snacks, pairing snack cakes and cookies and uh, candy, anything. And, you know, if, there's so many more people pairing stuff, too. If you want a pair of horror movie and a, and a whiskey, go check out my buddy Whiskey Mork. Like, he's doing that. Like, if people are fucking pairing their shoes with bourbon now, I'm like, okay, this has got to stop a little bit. I don't know about this one, but... Uh, <laughs> but pair everything. Uh, but that but are it. they drinking it out of the shoe? That's the question. Um, but yeah, it was just like I want to. I want to. I feel like I've always wanted to entertain people, and whether it was growing up being goofy and doing making my own jackass videos, like you would expect nothing less. I know you would. Um, I, I, I one of my buddies broke their ankle trying to skateboard down a. Um, my basement steps at Grand's house and I pressured him to it because I wanted to film it and I legitimately caused my friend to break his ankle. Um, but yeah, making jackass videos, uh, eventually being in a hardcore metalcore band. It's like, I always want to entertain. I just didn't get, I wanted to get out on my own. And so I mm -hmm. became, I did the career I'm doing now really early. So I never got a chance to really like say like, Hey, I'm going to do this, uh, you know, do something fun as a career. So now it's kind of just, and that's why I think I'm the, probably one of the worst Instagrammers that I like associate with because I don't, I don't have time. Like I can't dedicate like hours to liking everybody's stuff and reposting everybody's things. And you see people and it's like, and that's one thing. Another thing I'm thankful for with the podcast is it gave me something else to focus on. Because I, I I can't focus on Instagram 24-7, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I was kind of using that for a while. And you can kind of see, if you go back in my post, you can kind of see, you can see a shift from when I started podcasting to when I was just primarily on Instagram because I was putting in all this stuff. But what for? Like, I, it, was my, it wasn't my career. I'm not making money off this. Right. I. I have a good career, so I'm not going to jeopardize time with my family and work to focus on an Instagram page. I'm not going to spend an hour reposting stuff that I care nothing about because, you know, in order to get a big, you know, I stopped worrying about followers. I think we talked about this before and I just started having fun with it. So now it's like fun promoting the podcast and I basically have this small group of people that I just want to like get a good pop from like you and the people in the mm -hmm. chat and then uh, our group chat and then people on Instagram. I just want like, if I make a reel, I'm like, what, you know, what is John going to think of this? Or what is, you know, Perry is Perry going to laugh at this is whiskey more right. going to think this is funny, but I'm not like out to be like, all right, this is going to go viral and let's see what happens. I'm not going to yeah. share everybody's post on my story that I care less about because just because I'm trying to get a follow or I'm trying to get a lock or something like that. I'm just not doing it. And I feel like as you know, the term influencer, like, I feel like that's bullshit. Um, I don't think that, um, I think everybody's on Instagram as a whiskey entertainer. They're entertaining. And maybe that's just me because I'm kind of in the know. So you're not actually influencing me. Right. You're more entertaining me as opposed to, you know, maybe some, I guess you are influenced, but like, like Perry, we're it, all influencers. If Billy Jack, you're not wrong. It, the street sends yeah. a picture to you, and you go buy that bourbon. He just influenced you. Yeah, and I think there's because I had this conversation with Chris Blattner from Urban Bourbonist around the influencer tag, and it's got this like 
dirty taste to it now. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, I'm an influencer. No, I mean, anybody who posts anything becomes an influencer. And, exactly. and, and this this becomes the kind of the through line is I haven't bought Hidden Barn batch one yet. Because I've been influenced by a number of people that I trust. Right. But you went into it knowing what people were saying. Were you influenced to buy it because they were saying it was bad? Were you influenced to be like th- there's some degree of influence that happens somewhere. Yeah. So it you are, but it's not what you're trying to do right you're not living as an influencer you just happen to be one by the nature of what yeah i think we all are i just hate when it gets like like these are you know i've talked about it you know they did an article the top influencers or whatever like those Mm -hmm. guys do guys and girls do great content they entertain me like Mm -hmm. i just feel like influencer now is just that it's just a whatever It, it means nothing if you introduce yourself to me as an influencer I may kick you in the ball. Like, <laughs> look, you're gonna get kicked off YouTube, man. Oh no, sorry, I just got the show banned. Um, but guess seriously. what? They, they they don't ban you on YouTube. They just demonetize, and oh, I'm shit. not monetized, so oh. no worry. Okay, but yeah, like I just I want to be entertained, mm-hmm. and I don't want to feel like I don't want to be like an influencer. I want yeah. to entertain you, and I want I would love to give advice on pairings and stuff like that. But like I feel like the being an influencer, like if you are a really, really good influencer, there's a good chance you probably peer pressured somebody into doing it and you didn't influence them, you maybe made them feel bad. Right. Um I mean, you're that's exploiting it, some you're exploiting some emotion. Right. If if your goal is to be an influencer, you're either exploiting somebody's fear of missing out, somebody's not wanting to be, you know, cast as a person who can't participate, right. whatever that happens to be. You guys, and you know, this is a similar path for me and for you know a host of other people. Is like, I'm interested in the community of it, right? Yeah. Exactly what you're talking about is like there's this group of people that enjoy what I'm doing. I am in the same vein. Like I have a good career other than this, and if when this ever becomes not fun, it just won't be a thing for right. me. Like I'll maintain the relationships I have, but I'll be like, oh, I guess I'm not going to do a right. podcast I anymore. Would, Why yeah, would I, I would. This? I would love to do this for my career. It's just mm-hmm. I I know. At this point in my life, with what I got going on, a family, a career, I can't I can't take a chance on just right. doing that. You know what I mean? Like, I have to do what I feel like I can do. And the fact that I get to be on a podcast every week and let, you know, share my advice or, like, my thoughts and do that, like, that has fulfilled so much to where I don't feel like I have to be on Instagram anymore like all the time. I love my Instagram. I love what it's brought. I love the people I've met through it. I love helping people pair, but you know, I'm, I know my limits and I know Mm -hmm. how much time I need to spend on stuff to where, you know, I feel like I've finally figured out how to balance it all and stuff like that. And like you said, I don't want drinking whiskey and dunking, you know, fudge rounds in it to ever not be fun. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's what scare me about making a career out of it is that if you make a career out of it now, like, do you get pure joy from the job that you have? Or right. is it a means to a lifestyle that you want to have? Like, Yeah. I mean, um, I, f- I feel like maybe it's a, uh, you know, I think you can tell the people who honestly enjoy it. The, mm-hmm. the people who have made a career out of it and you see their videos, you see them having fun. I think they enjoy it. And I think you see them have just as much fun when they're out and about and they're not actually having to make the content to like you know mm-hmm. i think that's when it separates from job to you know yeah. I, I they're still having fun drinking bourbon they don't have to be making a 
making content out of everything and you know they're going to enjoy a pour with people and then they're going to go back and uh start making some more content but i think you genuinely can just tell i think you can tell the people who are having fun and making a career out of it and it doesn't it hasn't changed most of the people that i see or at least i feel like that are really enjoying it even when they're creating content are the people who are either not making any money or the people who are by bi- vocational with it, where they're making a little bit of money off of this thing, but yep. they're also doing another career. And so it still stays fun. And, you know, I, I've seen people that are sole producers. That's what they do for a living. And you can tell whenever they want to take time off, you almost feel guilty for it because like, I've worked hard to build this following, to build this channel, to build this persona. Yeah. But I need some time off because also being on a hundred percent of the time sucks. Yeah. And you don't you don't get time off. Well, you take a vacation, then people, oh, well, they're not doing, you know, like we support you on Patreon or we watch your videos or we're followers. Right. Like there's this responsibility that comes along with it that just sounds awful. Yeah. Uh, and I guess, you know, I don't know. Like it, I feel like if you've got a following like that, like they're going to understand when you can take a time, take time off or need yeah. a vacation or something like that. So I don't know. I think it's I think it's just it's it's just everybody being genuine the people who Mm -hmm. support you being genuine who understand if you haven't posted in a week like they don't automatically think you just died like um you know and then the people if you're putting out podcasts every week and you're putting out bonus content and you're like you know what i'm going to take two weeks off people should respect that and i feel like should is the key word though should but and 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 i challenge like the so I'll take the junkies specifically, right? Like those guys, this is their job now yeah. and you can tell they're having fun, but I can also see, you know, I, I Patreon them. I don't know if you do or not, but I can see the reaction that comes, the entitlement that comes from the people who are Patreon, who are giving them money. If they don't have enough bottles per year, if they don't make enough episodes, they don't do these things. They go into these environments that are closed and just shit on them for a while. And that's like, that puts you in a real weird place for yeah. something that was a passion and a fun thing that if you don't continually feed the beast, is the beast going to turn on you? Now, right. There's that core group. You're right. There's that core group of people who are like, no, nah, we get it, man. Like, it's okay. But often that core group is smaller than everyone else who's just there right. for the bottles or whatever else. Yeah. And and it's just like being like a big nerd and like being a fan of like Star Wars and like wrestling, you see – toxic fans in yep. the community and stuff like that and it's no and i mean i see it in bourbon too it's just like not everybody it's very tight everybody's usually you know close and all that but like there's going to be those people and i don't know it sucks it's like there's nothing that you can like that you're ever going to like find a group of people that all are good and agree and like you know there people will turn around and shit on it just as fast mm-hmm. as they'll tell you like hey great like you know i love these pairings direct <laughs> message though you're ruining whiskey please stop <laughs> you know you it bought happens. it you can do whatever the hell you and i it's know true. Like, you bought it's the whiskey true. you can do whatever you want to with it if you want to pour it out on the ground yeah. if you want to fill it halfway halfway full of horse piss and drink it that's your option i mean it, you shouldn't do that that's unhealthy but yeah. you know it, it's a possibility. I honestly like i know i can't make a career out of it like right now unless i just won the lottery and i paid off all my bills and my kids mm-hmm. schools and all that stuff but you know just getting a sample sent to you whether it's from somebody who supports your page or from a distillery or anything like that i think if that happens you've 
you've done, you've made it worth it. Like just right. getting something almost like a gift saying like, Hey, um, I appreciate what you do. Try this, you know, pair this or whatever. So I think I've, I've got that. And I've, I think if I shut whiskey mutant down right now, um, I, I would be okay. Uh, mm-hmm. As long as Perry doesn't kick me on the podcast, then I won't have anything to do. <laughs> <laughs> so that so this is the recipe for Eric being sad is if, if Perry kicks you off the podcast. So we'll oh, yeah. make sure he does that. So <laughs> I'm going to rewind just a little bit. You know, you're talking about pairing um, with different things, right? So you yeah. paired whiskey with episodes one through eight or nine or whatever of Star Wars. It's nine, right? Nine? I did. And then you also did Solo and uh-huh. you did Rogue. Uh-huh. Where's the pairing for Mandalorian or Boba Fett or Obi-Wan? Like we rewatched these episodes. My kids, like I did the thing, the parent thing. Like once my daughter was old enough, it's like, all right, now we're going to watch them in chronological order, not release order in the, you know, the actual world order. And so I was like, oh, I forgot Eric did this. And so I go back through them and I'm like, all right, let's follow the list. Oh man, that's way back. Right. Right, Yeah, that's, that's way back, but I knew it was there. So I I followed and and it, and it hits, but you know. I don't think they were out then, so I need to. They're, they're do not, this but again. you got to finish it. Come on! I know, I know. I got to do that. I do Clone Wars too. That I do the cartoon. No, I didn't. Well, I didn't catch any of the cartoons, but I had. I only just finished Clone Wars. Like, I don't know myself. Like maybe a month ago, because I yeah. never went back and watched them. And I got kids that weren't super interest interested in it. You know, five years ago. Yeah. So we spent a lot of time watching other things that were far worse. Right. <laughs> um, but then they were like, oh, no, like we, we'll watch this now. We, hmm. you know, we like Star Wars. And so I'm like, all right, now we can That's get into Clone Wars and Bad Batch and whatever else we need to get through. But yeah, it's so fun to do that too. It's like you just pick out like certain notes that may remind you of the movie mm-hmm. or like maybe just the look of the bottle that reminds you of something in the movie. It's just, it's fun. Like I really hope if you're listening and you don't like, like I said, you're pairing whether you know it or not. But like, take like an extra like five minutes, and if you're going to watch a show or a movie, and be like, you know what, you know, this bottle reminds me of this character, or like, you know, I always feel this note, uh, or taste this note, and it reminds me of this color or something, and that's mm-hmm. the color that's the main color of whatever's going on in the show, your favorite race car, or whatever, you know what I mean? It's just fun. Like I, yeah. I think. You know, if nothing ever comes out of Whiskey Mutant, it's somebody said, keep whiskey fun. Like, it's just, there's too much bullshit. There's too much seriousness going on. And it's, you know, keep whiskey fun. That's all I say. Yeah. And I think that you hit on something in there. Um, Tasting color. Mm -hmm. I think it's a thing that everybody does, but nobody nobody highly talks about it right it's not that you're actually tasting that color it's just a taste reminds you of a specific color and i think it's pretty prevalent because i've said it before when i'm around friends you know doing a local test tasting or whatever i'm like ah this just reminds me of this color and they're like wait you taste color too like because it's a weird thing to say like i'll taste a color like Uh, what does blue taste like you know it's yeah and that that was one of the things i think we talked about a lot on the podcast when i first started was like stuff just hits me like when i smell something or i taste mm-hmm. something like a color pops into my head yeah you're right it's not like i associate the color with something else like it's mm-hmm. not like blue tastes like fucking hamburgers but like <laughs> but does, does blue t- taste like cookie monster yeah maybe i mean purple when i when i taste or smell and i and it hits me with a purple i see cotton candy and i see grape 
Yep. Um, so, you know, it's stuff that kind of has that same color. Uh, you know, if I, if I taste orange in orange, it's always going to be, I don't know. I don't necessarily think of like a citrusy fruit when I taste orange. You I taste think, of art, artificial orange, like popsicle yeah, orange. Like a freaking Tootsie Pop, like the orange yes. Tootsie Pop. Like I see that when I, you know, orange. So it's just stuff like that. Yeah. But, it, but yeah, some people are like, what? Like you just tasted freaking whatever. Like, right. how do you know that? No, no, I didn't taste that. I tasted something that reminded me of that. I just can't find the words to say it. So. It's, it's triggering a core memory of some type. And that's yeah. the thing that people like, you know, uh, if you've, I've heard people talk about this before, you know, like, Oh, this tastes like red current. Well, what does red current taste like? Have you right. ever had that in your life? And you're trying to figure out what that is, or, you know, this is finished in uh, a VDN barrel. What does VDN taste like? I don't know what that, you know, like you, yeah. you don't know what you don't know, but you do know what you do know. And so you yeah. taste through those things. And the thing that I appreciate the most about like going down this pairing route is that if you go into the wine world, it's just an assumed expectation that you're going to pair it with some food at some point in time. And dirt, right? Don't they yeah. taste dirt and stuff? With the terroir. Yeah. Like they're yeah. trying to taste terroir, but they're actually trying to get to like, it does this go good with um, chocolate or nuts or does right. it go with fish or with steak or with salad? Like that's a big part of it. But when you talk to whiskey people, they're like, no, we don't pair things, but you're exactly right. You're usually pairing with an environment or an experience mm -hmm. because you're going to go drink with your friends. And so, you know, you need yeah. something that is maybe low proof not going to beat everybody up, you know, or you're tasting with nerds. And so you try to bring your biggest, strongest, uh, coolest bottle. Like you're mixed, you're matching to the event. Why are we not talking about food? And there's this thread that may be happening where maybe there needs to be a pair off between an, an, an Eric and uh, a Peggy, no Stevens. You know? Oh my like, God. I've like, not had, I've not had one post shared to me so many times than Peggy's post of her dipping that cookie in that, cocktail or whatever it was and i'm like people are like did you see this did you see this i'm like 15 people have shown me this i've been tagged in this five thousand times right but, and then you know some people afterwards are like i've got to send it to him now because i know other people are but yeah it, it's it's two completely different approaches right and and one is very different than the other and that's what that's where that's where pairing can a, go she's a professional She's yeah, she's like she, legit. Like, is is professional the right word there? I, I, don't, I don't. I mean, I mean, she's maybe. I don't know. I feel like I feel like she she ba she's made a career out of that. Like mm -hmm. she's so I, I would call her a, a pro. Well, she's made a career out of whiskey, but the the whiskey pairing I feel like has been more recently and like oh, okay. cooking with whiskey and pairing with right. whiskey. Like it's not it's 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 a different environment. And there's room for everybody at the table, right? Like it would be a, a hilarious sitcom with me and her on a show together, and like I, I think that it's, I think that it is gold content, yeah. absolutely golden content that, um, this should happen because I don't think that she's. I, I've never had one conversation with this human being in my life, and I'm just running off of like social media personality, what I expect. But I feel like number one, she would take it seriously, and number two. Not like seriously bad, but like no, she would your pairing. She would yeah. she would take seriously enough to like okay, no, 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 hey, like this is really good. Or yeah. here's where I think you went wrong, right? Yeah. And you know, it, it might I be a place that. where yeah, I would I, love that. I'll, I'll I'll buy tickets to this show wherever the show I, is happening. I have I'm the person that it takes a lot to like really like piss me off and make me feel bad, and mm -hmm. usually it has nothing to do 
with food or whiskey or something like that. Usually when you get personal, that's when I'm like, you know, let's square up. But, um, but if somebody's like, uh, you're not going to make me mad if you're like, so you so hold on. I got, I got to ask this. So you're saying if, if, if Peggy <laughs> Stevens went personal, you would square up with her. Like square I'll up, square up with I'll square up with anybody if they get personal. If they take my family into it or something like that, I, they're like, look, I know, I know that would never, ever, ever in the real world happen. Somebody's gonna clip all that, but I that's fine. And there's only eleven people. Dramhound is here. He's watching. He's got some somebody will share it. that with Peggy. But but like I'm I know I have to clear my schedule for this event just in case. Yeah, just in case. <laughs> no, but. <laughs> What I'm saying is, I understand. Like, yes, yeah. I'm, I'm, I love criticism. I love positive criticism. Criticism. I love negative. Like, you're not going to make me mad if you send me a message that says I, I ruined whiskey and that I can't pair with shit. <laughs> I'm probably going to use that as content. Like, I'll yeah, just it, warn you, you now. You're now, you're now going to be like, oh well, guess what? I have I, to but, talk about this in front of people. I'll do, I'll do everything but say your name out loud. But I, I would love to have like something like a legit like sit down not even like a competition but just a whole like pairing and i think i think perry may be working on it um and it, it's the, the name of the event now is eric and peggy square up <laughs> <laughs> we make a really like ufc style like poster too like i know we gotta go like we gotta go like 1980s wrestling i think okay i'm down with I th- it i think that's what it's got to be i think that's that's, yeah. that's appropriate and you know, you, you've got a you've got a wrestling background. You can you can appreciate that. Right. We'll, we'll make this happen. I, if I if you need an if Perry, if you watch this, which I assume you will, because you got to try to make sure that your interview is better than his. Like, there's going to be some degree. No, he's going to make sure I stay in line. I don't. I don't <laughs> get too out of yeah, control. he's. I'm going to get a message later on. Be like, hey, can you cut that part about? Uh, <laughs> Perry's editing this minutes. right now in his head. Yeah, <laughs> he has already hacked my stream yard, and we're actually off YouTube. We don't know it yeah. yet. Um, <laughs> live editing as we see, he's a live producer. Um, but yeah, like just you could tell me whatever, like I don't care, just don't steal my pictures, right? Don't copy That's... my pictures. And I'm we're not even good, we don't even have to get into all that, but like, yeah, just you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna steal the same style of pictures that I I take, just give me credit. I don't care. You could you could put a Twinkie on a, on a Glencairn all day, but at least say, Hey, I probably saw this on whiskey Mutants page first. Yep. Yeah. And so I, I absolutely stole like a good portion of your content last year, but I actually said it whenever, cause I was pairing uh Halloween candy with different yeah, whiskeys just for a I live love, stream. I love it. But I was like this, I 100% stole this from somebody yeah, else. That's all I want. This is not an like, original idea. You know, like, go, yeah, like go every, see the pro like, on it. We're all pairing, pairing food and everything is nothing right. that is just like excluded to one page or anything like that. That's not it. It's like if you blatantly, and this goes for anybody's content, if you blatantly rip off somebody's like at least have the decency to say, hey, like this was inspired by this person. If yep. you, you know, if you whatever, like if you make a podcast and it says my podcast and it's about <laughs> bourbon, at least, you know. <laughs> Say, my podcast you know, of bourbon. My podcast of bourbon. I would, you know, say like, you know, that we were inspired by this my I bourbon may, podcast. I may be renaming my podcast now. <laughs> Maybe what's going to happen here. But yeah, just to, if anybody can steal anything and do that, but like give the give credit where credit's due. You know, somebody, you know, you probably saw that from somebody and like just give them a shout out, you know, something like that. That's all I'm saying. All right. Um, 
now I've got to, I've got to, my notes are just, it's shambles. Like it's, it's, <laughs> that's it's what I bring to these things. Do you, do you, like do you see, shambles. This is, this is how I take notes. Like if you were to look at all of them, there'll be pages and it's just a bunch of like circled and lined through things. You're like, you're um, probably going to start talking about this. And then I totally went to like page four and started talking about that. And perfect. then I swung back yeah. to like no, the, 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 the original questions are up here. They're on the screen. I put them in a word document. So they're easy to read you because I don't write it. well. Like this guy. Yeah. We've done maybe three of them and there's about 72 <laughs> over here, which is perfect. <laughs> That's that's what good looks like in these environments. Um, so I was talking a minute ago about how I made my children watch Star Wars in chronological right. order. Um, and I assume you've probably done this at some point. Mm-hmm. Is, is there like what's the movie or movie series that you're like, all right, kids, you're going to sit down and watch this. And I don't care if you don't like it or not. We're watching it from end to end because it's just a piece of your own nostalgia. Um I would say recently anything that they are like, oh, I want to go watch the new Marvel movie. And I'm like, boy, have you watched the first one? <laughs> and he's like, well, I remember we watched it. No, nope, you got to watch it. So anything new that comes out that's like got like a little bit of a history, like they're getting better. They're getting better mm-hmm. at not asking questions during the movie. <laughs> uh, it, it's not perfect. It's not perfect, uh-huh. but they're getting better. So I'm always like, hey, if you're going to if we're going to watch the new Thor or whatever, we're going to watch you know, in game, we're going to watch Guardians of the Galaxy or something like that. When we went to uh, Disney last trip, and they were, oh, there's a fly in here. It's um, that time of the year. And uh, they were like, oh, we're, we're going to ride Guardians, aren't we? I was like, yes, I'm making sure we ride Guardians, but you all have to watch Guardians of the Galaxy first. So it's like that. Like, yeah. I would say Star Wars is the biggest one. They they all got interested in Star Wars. Uh, so we've watched all that. Uh, Indiana Jones. Um, Ninja Turtles, uh, every variation of it possible. Um, now Dash is watching Dragon Ball, so I'm like, you got to start from the beginning, um, or you're not a true fan. Um, I just shame my kids into all this stuff. Uh, I, we live parallel lives. Right? I'm wearing a, just yeah, Goonies. That's one of the shows. That's Never one of the shows that. I had to watch. Um, that's what the bottom part says. That's the, this is the very part part. So Ninja Turtles. Yes. Right. So in order of best to worst, you have 90s animated series, 90s live action movies, current live action movies, current animated series. And I think there's an animated series in the between. Right. There's like more of a like a digital version, but I'm not going to talk about that. What's the what's the best? Uh, See, it's hard because it's changed as I got older. Um Younger Eric, it was obviously the cartoon because that's just what I grew up on. Um, but I would say Turtles 2 as top movie at the time because I didn't. Now I've read the original comic books and I've seen stuff and I realized, you know, Turtles 1 is badass movie. Like they're serious. Like Raphael's yeah. like screaming, David, and stuff like that. And you're like, holy shit, he just said a cuss word. Yeah. Um, but at the time, I was like, man, this is kind of weird. Like, why are they so serious all the time? It's real dark. Like, that first movie yeah, is pretty dark. dark. And so at the time, I didn't like the first one because in the second one, you see them transition to, you know, they come in, they're doing the jokes in the the mall, um, the bottom of the mall, doing like Donatello's doing the like thing. And you're like, this is Ninja Turtles. They, you know, um, they're goofing off. You get token and razor in there there's more mutant shredders all crazy super shredder like that movie i probably went through like three vhs tapes of it like i just wore the hell out of that movie so i still probably think that's my favorite i would say between that and one uh, i love one now now that i get it 
Um, so maybe two 90s cartoon, one, um, uh, the newer stuff. Uh, I don't know if I even want to even think about that. There was a an animated series on Nickelodeon that came out um, a few years ago that uh, it wasn't, it was more kind of serious. They had the the white eyes and stuff like that and uh, i love that that that's probably that's above the new movies like the the whatever we call the new stuff there are some good stuff in the new ones um it's just i don't know you ain't got you need a redheaded april o'neill on a yellow jumpsuit and that's all i need. there are certain core things that you can't change and that's yeah. one of them yeah you, yeah you, you got to keep that mm-hmm. and maybe you, here's where i think they missed is i think that 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 reporter should have been played by the girl that's in the new Jurassic Park movies. Oh, uh, Dallas. Like, um, yes. Uh, b- 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 what's her? What's his name's daughter? He she directed Mandalorian. Uh, Bo yeah. Dallas Harper. Yeah. So that that because she's the she's the look for it at least in my mindset. Like that's that's where you missed. You could have done this, but you didn't. Yeah. I, the, the new ones, I'm I absolutely mean, out on. I'm not, absolutely. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna have to strongly agree. So that's all. I'm, I'm going to leave it at that before I get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the weakest point of your man? No. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, you, you like Ninja Turtles. You like, you like pop pop culture largely. What is the comic book that has never been made into a movie that should be? Whether it's animated or live action, one way or the other. Comic book that's never been made into a movie that should be. That's a tough one. Um, and it could be a series. So it, I'll, I'll yeah. give you mine. And, and mine was broken recently because I'll never, like, I, the original Spider-Man series that came out, I, I loved Spider-Man as a kid. That mm-hmm. was my that was my comic book. You know, like X-Men, I could, eh, Batman, solid, Spider-Man, absolutely. When they started watch, walking the original series, they get to black suit Spider-Man, mm-hmm. they get to Venom, and I'm like, we're on the edge of carnage. We're yeah. on the edge of carnage. Like, that's the storyline that I want. And then they reboot it. Now it and they ran through a couple more and a couple more. And then they finally get to this carnage. So mine originally would have been, I need to see the carnage comic or comic movie. And then they made it. <clears throat> and I still need to see it. Like, yeah. Not that movie. I just need to see a different version of it because that was not a good version of it for me. Yeah. There, I thought I was going to get this, um, and it may still happen, but there is uh, one of my favorite comic book writers is Mark Millar. Um, and he did, he, we've seen his movies, uh, so far. Uh, he's did, he did Wanted, he wrote the comic book Wanted. We got a horrible version of that. That movie is not, not great. Um, uh, then uh, we've seen uh, Jupiter's Legacy, which it got canceled, which I thought was pretty good. Um, if you've watched Kingsman. Mm-hmm. Um, that was based off one of his comics as well, but he did one called Superior, and it was more of like a Superman type uh, movie. But he spun it in a really cool way, and it was always talked about, and it's yet to happen. So I would say that's a movie that I would love to see. I would love to see. I would have loved to. See, I love Logan. Uh, mm-hmm. I love that. But there is a comic called Old Man Logan. That is way different than that. And I would have loved to see, I don't think they could have ever made a live action movie of it, but I would have loved to have seen a live action old man Logan. I mean, there's like this like freaking inbred hulks running around and like, it's like the wasteland and like, 
you know, there's a blind Hawkeye that's running with him and stuff like that. It's crazy. Old Man Logan, the actual, not Logan, but Old Man Logan would have been great. Um, there's a, uh, the, uh, the same guy who wrote The Boys uh, comic book. We've obviously got the show, which is amazing. He did a Punisher run um, that would have been an amazing... And I think they took elements of it for the Punisher show, but I would have loved to seen almost like a straight like, like right out of the comic to movie or a um, thing. But they tried to take elements of all that and put it in the movies that we've already seen, and it just didn't work. I would love to see a more focused, more you know, right out of those pages of that. That was one of my favorite Punisher runs. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something else. Is, is there a comic book that has had more attempts at a mainstream movie that have completely failed than Punisher, right? Like, cause Punisher, we've got what the, the old Dolph Lundgren ones. And then we've yeah. got the, the, the mid or like the early two thousands Punisher. Like we've tried to bring Punisher in yeah. so many times. And I, I enjoyed the series, the Netflix series. Yeah. I did enjoy that far more than any of the movies, but yeah. it's been given so much attention while completely failing. Yeah, in my mind, yeah. I, I don't think any of them have ever been great. No, uh, I think the series was the best, and you know, um, now you just see his logo on the back of pickup trucks. So, <laughs> so I don't know. We should probably <laughs> they just, don't... just refrain from anything Punisher these days. Yeah, yeah, that and 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 usually the people that have it on their trucks don't really understand. Yeah what yeah. he was actually about there's usually ball sacks hanging from the bottom of the truck too yeah tr truck bumper nuts bumper yeah. nuts i remember when bumper nuts became uh, like a this huge huge so i'll huge refrain thing. i probably don't need to see any more punisher unless it's like directly involved with like daredevil and stuff like that right uh but yeah I, I, there's so i'm looking over at my comic books right now i'm trying to think of anything and there's so much stuff that i would love to see there's a comic book i that I read is called Sex Crim Criminals. Um, that would be great. Um, I don't know. There's there's just so many. There's so many, and there's so many. I'm things selfishly that... stealing a list of comics that I want to go out and like now purchase and read yeah. over. Like, Sex this is criminals. There's, is a, there's an undercurrent here. Yes. Um, is is that like a is that going to be like released in actual theaters, or is that going to be released in like certain bookstores that only people 18 and above are allowed to go into? Uh, yeah, it would. It depends on how they take it. How 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 Let's true see, to yeah, form that they how actually true run. To form they do. Yeah. Um. So X Men, uh, you have some degree of an affinity for X Men. Uh huh. Who's the worst X Men? The worst Cyclops. The worst Cyclops for you? Horrible. Yeah, hate him. I hate Gambit so much. What's up, Cheech? See Cheech there. Here we go, man. Uh, I don't. I like. Uh, I like Gambit. I don't. I don't like the thought of him being played by uh, Channing Tatum. Um, I just don't but, like the character at all. It's like, yeah. oh, I made a playing card yeah. explosive and I threw it. Congratulations! Yeah. And I know there's more to the character than that, but right. it's like this this entry that happened in the early to mid '90s of yeah. a person that I could almost not care less about. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I would. I've never liked Cyclops. I thought he was an asshole. Um, but you know, he's the guy, he's got to be there, you know, right. I understand and I'm always going to accept him, but I want to see, you know, 
I, I want to see Wolverine and him fighting each other, and I think that's just well, it makes sense. If like Wolverine's your guy, then you're required to not yeah. like Cyclops. Like you yeah. can't, you and can't you, be, and you're Cyclops. required to love redheads, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> hey, that's appropriate, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> is this is this is this I'm attachment to Ninja, life, like Ninja everything. Turtles and your attachment to to to, to X Men gives you yeah. this like redhead undercurrent? Yeah, and Lois from Family Guy. Yeah, but you can't relate to Peter though. Like you and, can relate to the uh, other characters, but not Peter. and Peggy Bundy. Okay, uh, yeah, I, I, I follow you, and yes, she did it, and Jane Jetson. The the character and well, okay no look so there's a problem with Miss <laughs> Jetson. Like, have you ever seen this thing that's on the internet about Miss Jetson? <laughs> I don't, I don't so know. there's this age differential between George and Jane. Oh yeah, he effectively married her when she was 14, based off of the chronology of Lord. Somebody series. Whip, uh, this what? is the culture we live in today, Eric. You know, people are going to dig that deep. They found some dirt on George Jetson. He I thought you were going to say something about him and Rosie the robot. Just like, new. I mean, like I mean, we I know think, that's a thing. Yeah. Like, it's the future. Like yeah, it's yeah. robot. It's, it's acceptable. So your 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 wife is a redhead. You introduced this, right? Oh yeah. Um, I've I've heard you say before that your wife indicated when you guys were first kind of interacting that she thought you were a poser. Is, yeah, is she correct thought I was a skateboard right? poser. Yeah, she thought I was a poser. Like I, I can. I, I, I can relate to this because for the first couple of years that I n- knew my, my wife, um, she didn't know what my name was. Like we interacted at the same parties on a regular basis, had like real conversations and she didn't know who I was for like a couple of years. How did you overcome this like poser thing to, to submit yourself into her life? Um, I invited her to watch me uh, one of my bands, uh, the band I was in, play, and from then it was history. Like she, I think she genuinely thought that like I was nothing but like pranks and like rude comments and stuff like that. Because I would, I would run in the in to school and throw my books everywhere and fall and trip, and I would scare the teachers, and they would, you know, and that was the first impression she got on me. Or like somebody dared me to jump on the table and sing Happy Birthday um to their like they're mm-hmm. like so in, in class nursing, clown versus class comedian yeah right? i think I, you get you maybe you and you and perry had this yeah conversation we touched like, on that yeah you, you class you, you just doing class clown stuff yeah. which is there's nothing wrong with but I, I guess i can see the value yeah but they told me to jump up on the table and sing happy birthday to somebody whether we knew it was their birthday or not and i fucking did it and i was like so that's the impression i was making on this hot redhead that's sitting there in front of me and I genuinely was like, why, why does she think I'm a poser? Like, of course she would think I'm like that. Look what I'm doing. But it was adult, like, adult Eric understands it. Yeah. Teenage Eric didn't get it. Yeah. So it was like, you know, finally it was like, oh, she enjoyed, I found out what music she likes and she, she came out to the show, saw me play. Um, and so we kind of, she kind of, I kind of started toning it back a little bit around her. I was like, oh mm-hmm. shit, I got home. I'm like, you know, I got to be, play a little safe here. April's in the room. Um, and then we eventually just started hanging out more and here we are. But yeah, she would, uh, like I said before, she, she would get Jim Beam Black and mm-hmm. Diet Coke and we would walk around and just freaking hammer Jim Beam Black in one hand with 
Diet Coke and the other. And that was, like I said before, my first, my first uh, taste of bourbon, I would say that I could, well, legally say, um, right, there was, yeah, there was I, some other random stuff when I was younger, but, uh, that's another story in itself. Um, so, but yeah, it, that's how it went. And then we just finished school together and we kept hanging out and doing other things together. And here we are. Now we have three kids and we're married. So, so is she your cooler? Like, you know, like if you were to think about, um, you know, like eighties and nineties movies, you know, Patrick Swayze goes in the roadhouse and plays the cooler, the guy that like, yeah hones the environment down is yeah. that what she she did for I, you i would say so i would say so she's she's definitely the cooler like she's just she brings she keeps me in line brings it all together and here we are do you feel like you married up oh yeah okay same I, I'm, just, we're, I'm just trying to draw the parallels here. oh yeah like i'm always like this is the fred flintstone complex right now the hot redhead and then there's fred <laughs> flintstone that's me that's me in april <laughs> You know, you're making a really strong point, like the prevalence of redheads in pop culture, specifically in animated pop culture versus reality. Right. Like I never there's a lot of problems. I am a live cartoon. I'm just a living. There's not that many in real life. Like, why is that? I'm not. This is a new thing. I'm not. Here's my new rabbit hole. Why did redheads play so prevalent? That's what I and like. This is off topic, but that's what I really respect about you is because in the group chats and stuff like i'm like if somebody asks a question about something i'm like fucking john is gonna know this question i feel like you are the whiskey community like like secret agent like get the scoop like you're the dick tracy of fucking like whiskey community it's like you, you know you, i'll take that movie aside you know dick tracy movie aside warren Beatty aside i'll take the that. carmen san diego of uh redhead whiskey. yeah there you go see See? But you, but like, I feel like you, yeah. you're like a journalist, and like, you just know, like, what what was this about, or what's this? And it's like John's gonna know. He's gonna be. On it's there. you know, I've I've tried to collect information because I'm not a super smart man, but I can remember things, and so yeah. it's can I can I overwhelm someone with information? Right. Uh, and I I, I want to know things, and that's why I ask questions. That's why we have conversations, and yeah. that's what makes this whole thing super interesting to me. Is that I would rather like I had. 15 questions written out and I've written out probably 45 more because as you talk, I'm like, Oh, this is a thing I'm interested in exploring. Now right. the one about April, that one was one that I had wrote ahead of time. I'm like, <laughs> Hey, this is a place I want to dive in because I can draw parallels here. Right. Um, but I asked Perry this, right? So you and your wife and damn it. If David doesn't do this on a regular basis, David Levine, of oh, Lord. whiskey ring podcast, but he's got, we're sharing guests on a regular basis. Like he'll have somebody and I'll have somebody oh, yeah, flip yeah. flop back and forth and he'll get somebody ahead of time. So he already touched on this, but I asked Perry way back when I'm going to ask you now too, because it's a question that I want to answer. You and your wife like to do this. You guys go to Disney. Yeah. You enjoy trips to Disney. Uh-huh. What is it about whiskey people and Disney? Because you've got the podcast guys, mm-hmm. you've got Perry, yeah. you've got, to, to a lesser degree, you, or not you, not you to a lesser degree, but to me to yeah. a lesser degree, like there's this group of people that are like absolutely love the shit out of Disney, but are also like whiskey tubers or whiskey social yeah. media people, whatever. Like, what is the thing? Why is this the case? Uh, you know, I, I feel like it's part of it is the, I don't know, uh, as far as like you go, like, did you get to go to Disney or anything when you were younger? 
my parents, we, we went, but we went uh-huh. as the requirement of <clears throat> between zero and eight, we were really, really poor. Like, yeah. you know, my mom was going back to pharmacy school. My dad was managing a Captain D's in Lexington. Right. So our house smelled like shit. We lived in married housing, um, which had a lot of international students. So it smelled like shit because dad was working at Captain D's and the people below us were Indian and cooking Indian food. And so this is like how I grew yeah. up. Well, gotcha. then, you know, mom finishes pharmacy school and we've got more means and they're like, oh, we have to check the boxes off. Let's go to Disney. Let's go do these things. Let's go do these things. They didn't have that degree of attachment. It was another visit to a theme park. Right. It was just like something. To, okay. So I, I never got to go to Disney growing up. I just like, kind of like you, like my grandma raised me. Um, my dad wasn't around. Uh, my grandpa passed away. It was just pretty much me and grand grand. Um, and so I didn't, we didn't get to do a lot of things. Like a lot of the trips I went to were either school trips or with, uh, friends or something like that. So, but I love Disney growing up. I love Disney. We had the Disney channel cause we had this big ass satellite dish that my grandpa like pretty much built almost. And he left it there and like, I had like all the channels, like the, mm-hmm. you know, channel, the I rotator should... knob to turn the satellite. Yeah, it dish would turn the host dish. I was watching stuff. I very much was too young to be watching and it's probably shaped a lot of my life. But yep. I love the Disney Channel, and there was um, one of the uh, Muppet uh, movies. They go to Disney World. Um, love that! I would just watch that all the time. Started, you know, Clubhouse, Disney, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, all this stuff. Um, so it was like I just had this love for Disney. And you know, as you get older, I feel like I feel like a lot of people like they start doing the stuff they loved when they were younger. I don't know. I feel like this. We're in a time where like it's okay to love the things you loved as a kid and mm-hmm. make it. And I think that's one of the main reasons like me and April, both, she was the same way. She never got to go. We always wanted to go. So we knew we had to go and we were going because we really wanted to go. Um, but I know that's not specific to everybody. Um, but I would say, I think it's like, I want to say it's like the attention to detail that people who love whiskey, um, the same detail they, you know, you, you know, every, you appreciate the grain and you appreciate mm-hmm. the aging, you appreciate what people put into it and you go to Disney and it's one of the most clean places. You, you know, no matter where you're standing, you see the detail in the corner of, you know, an attraction, you see one little thing that's like, Oh my God, look, they put that there. Everything is so detailed and you just appreciate it. And it's like the most, like, it's so fun. But at the same time, it's so fun to just walk around and just look at like how things are made and like what it, you know, like the cracks in the wall. Like those aren't mm-hmm. cracks because it's old and messed up. They put that there. They weathered this, you know, they, uh, they, like I was reading, I was watching a thing on Animal Kingdom and like they brought in like, actual people to build the roofs in some of the, uh, the African nations that so it would be exactly like it was because they wanted it to be real and then they weathered everything and like it's just the detail i think when you appreciate something like whiskey for what it you know how it's made and you know the time it takes to do it and to do it right you appreciate things whether it's you know maybe you're not a disney person but this or that but i think it's the detail in everything that along with my nostalgia and not getting to do it and then just falling in love with being in that place like we're you know i was talking to you you're going soon we're going back uh taking the kids for the halloween party as well um and it's just i think it's the detail i think people just appreciate that and like uh, 
I don't know. Is that a good answer? I guess. I think is... I think both of those are fantastic answers, and I mean it doesn't really matter what I think. Like it's a, it's your answer, but um, adult Disney is a relatively new thing. Like, oh, this is, I love adult. They, Disney. They, there there was a subset of people that were absolutely invested in Disney as adults about fifteen years ago, and uh, most folks from the Bible thumping south are not going to be fans of that particular subsection of people yeah doesn't bother me in the slightest that's cool yeah that's yeah. fine let's let's come on everybody hang out at disney but the the intentionality and the 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 attention to details for storytelling i think you're exactly right i think that nails it at least for me is that it's as simple as if you stand at pirates of the caribbean as a ride mm-hmm. or caribbean however you want to pronounce it i say caribbean you don't see any of the other worlds that are around you. You're immersed in that particular portion of the environment. Um, You know, and, and and they, they build it in such a way that with very few exceptions, Uh you don't see parts of other spaces. And so you're not taken out of it. And so you're taking, taking what, you know, people experience as a movie, you know, you go into a movie, you sit in a dark room and you're wanting to be transported to that thing. You want to fully invest. If you're a movie person, that's what you want to do. And they've always kind of not had the ability, you know, you can do 3D movies, but it doesn't connect in the same way. And you're still missing the idea of smell, right? And Disney has smell under control, whether it's yeah. cooking food. I mean, you've been, I assume you've been to other uh, theme parks before. Other, oh, yeah. Um, I've, real I've, attractions. I've puked in Kings Island. They all sort of smell like hot garbage. Oh, right? like at, at a certain, if you go in the summertime, it's going to, you're going to smell hot garbage because mm-hmm. you have, just say 10,000 people in the same place generating a high quantity of trash. It's hard to avoid it, but Disney has built it in a way where you don't get that sticky liquid that's on the ground yeah. everywhere. <laughs> Every other theme park, yeah. they're intentionally clean. You're not jolted out of the story they're trying to tell by reality. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the reality that jolts you out is somebody complaining about a long line or whatever, things that they can't control. Right. And they still control that in a certain way. I don't know. It's it's a it's a severe storytelling mechanism that thinking about the people who thought that deeply to make it is like, holy shit! Like a group of people mm-hmm. sat down and were like, we can yeah. make this happen. And I you know I, I appreciate that. I think. Yeah, I do too. And uh, it's one of those things where like, if you've never been, it can be overwhelming. Um, mm-hmm. But I think if you really enjoy it and you want to go back, you start you there's ways to do disney on a budget there's ways yep. to do everything possible and then there's ways to just go and enjoy it for what you want like uh, i think that's why i love it so much and why we go so much is because we can you can do a trip where it's like all right this is like we're doing everything we're we're balls to the wall we're you know r- rope dropping everything or you can go and be like we're going to visit we're going to take a day and we're just going to visit all the resorts and have lunch and dinner mm-hmm. in different resorts because you don't have to be staying in that but you can still enjoy it so right or you just want to go and like have a weekend and do the food and wine festival like there's just so many options you have with it and it's not and i know people who've never been are probably thinking i'm crazy but like it's it's not just like <laughs> i don't know and maybe this is just me because i love it so much it's just not like a trip to a theme park no. or an amusement park it's so but- much more it's if so if you more. treat it that way, I think that's the recipe for not yeah. having fun with it. Because, you know, that was the thing whenever I was a kid, it was 
how much can we get done in these five days? And right. what I found, this is this is my advice. Anytime someone's like, oh, I'm going to go to Disney. I'm like, if you have kids under the age of 12, don't try to rope drop for five consecutive days and don't try to do everything. Pick out three attractions that you mm-hmm. absolutely have to see and everything after, you know, per day, three per yep. day. And everything else after that is icing. You know, yep. it's bonus. Yeah. Don't try to do more than three consecutive days because what I what I found for our family and I could be off base, but everybody I've talked to has been in a similar vein is that if you all day park on day one, two, three, by the time you get to four, that's when everyone hates each other in the family and nobody wants to be around each other. Yeah, you need one resort day at least just to swim and eat and uh, refresh and then you're ready to go for your last day and it's your last day. So you want to go all out on that day. So, yeah, I agree. We always try to do a rest day or at least have a rest day or something like that. And if you don't want to do a rest day, then just only go for three days and go back again a year later Mm -hmm. for another two days or whatever. And you don't have to do all of the parks in one run like Disney's not (laughs) contrary to what some folks in Florida might believe. Disney's not going anywhere anytime soon. Like they're 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 there. They're a multi billion dollar corporation. Um, pick out the things that are most important to you and go take care of that and, and, and enjoy it, you know, and yeah. don't, the, the exhaustion is what makes it not fun. And that's what I experienced as a kid. And we went the, one of the first trips that my wife and I took before we were married, um, that was with my family. My family was doing the, my brother had kids that were a certain age. It's like, all right, Lana, we're all going to go to Disney. And so she and I were engaged at the time we went to Disney as adults. And that was, yeah the weirdest experience because we had both gone as kids and you know you you take your kids to a theme park whenever they're seven or eight years old and you're like don't get out of my sight especially in the 80s you know like everybody's gonna get kidnapped like you know what it was like we were all getting kidnapped yeah everybody was gonna be kidnapped right because that's what the news told us like maybe only like six kids really got kidnapped from a creepy van but we all knew about it and they were gonna give us drugs and our candy at halloween like all those things yeah razor blades in there all yeah but when we walked away like who's giving away free drugs at halloween number one like who's like i'm gonna spend a bunch of money on a bunch of fentanyl and then i'm gonna just give it freely like that's not how it works won't even know what happens to it but we walked away from my family and we both felt broken because we're like, we're not, we're, we're supposed to stay with the herd, but we were adults. Like I was right. 25 years old. I'm like, I don't Mama, know if I'm supposed to do that. Where are and we, you? Yeah. And we went and walked around, had a fantastic time. And I think that's what cemented it as it does not have to be wow. the other thing anymore. And we experienced adult Disney, which was yeah, a, we, a different thing altogether. We always try to do one trip, just me and April and then mm-hmm. one trip with the kids. And once you've gone a few times, you kind of know what you like and stuff. So yep. it's okay to like plan around, like maybe you don't want to go to animal kingdom this time. You don't feel like, you know, if there's a new attraction or something, of course we're going to go, Right. but you can, you know, experience it all one time, go big, go all out. And then if you still enjoy it, start like customizing your trip. Like, okay, right. we're, we don't necessarily need to go. I to know that we're trip. going to ride Haunted Mansion at least five times because yeah. that is my wife's favorite ride of all time. And it is what it is. We're going to ride it a bunch. Like we do, yeah. the, that's, that's the thing for us. Um, we're pushing in. Okay. So it's afternoon. It's after 12 o'clock your time. It is. Right. We have a thing. We have we have a, we have a pairing. We can't we can't avoid that, right? So you've already poured. Right? I have. I just poured. You just oh, poured. Man. Okay, good. We're not we're not beyond that. So we're on the same thing. <sighs> I and... love I love a good like been up all night and it's just like nothing going on. Just so uh, you worked last night. 
No, I did not work okay. last night. Okay, because that, that was going to feel like absolutely I did, I, terrible. No, I felt like I was up all night because I just gotcha. can't sleep during – I can't yeah. sleep at night very good. Well, your circadian rhythm's screwed up now because yeah. you're, but you're working. I had a you know I had a little bit last night with dinner and stuff like that, and then tried to sleep and then just watch some TV and stuff like that. But getting up in the morning, getting you know stuff done, and then that first like smell of like bourbon like is just uh, refreshing. It's refreshing. Now it is. It's not quite noon here, um, but that that'll be perfectly fine. I, so usually, usually it's like nine o'clock for me because it's like. <laughs> Getting off work at like seven, and then like doing a workout or something, and then it's like gonna have me a little poor, and uh, yeah, right. it's like my dinner time. And that's that's usually is that when you and you and Perry usually record? Is uh, it's usually it's it's around this time. Okay, yeah, it's uh. So, it's, so Perry's not getting up at like seven o'clock in the morning <laughs> and drinking whiskey. He is dedicated enough, and I think he, he loves me enough that he would if I said yeah. that's what we got to do. But no, it's usually like twelve, twelve one yeah. or something like that. Just enough time to get up, get going, then you know enough time before everything starts and kids are home and all that. So, yeah. And so to, I guess the, the whiskey we're drinking, like I, I only have it because of you. So that's why I wanted to kick this one out. Here. It's like, you know, the, the wilderness trail, they kicked off their eight year, um, bottled and bond. There was no way I was going to be able to make it for drop day. And, uh, luckily Eric was like, Hey, you know, I feel sorry for you enough living out there in the far <laughs> Western reaches of this shitty state. Um, that I'll, I'll take care of it. And then uh, you had to pay the price for it afterwards where people are like, I can't believe why, why, why didn't I know about all of this? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I was like, they'd set a six bottle limit. And so I had enough people that were including right. myself. And then all of a sudden, like people were like, why didn't you get it for me? And then I was like, Oh shit. And then I felt bad and I went back and got yeah. it for more people. So yeah. Like I had intentionally not said where I got it from because I was like, man, I hope nobody would be like, Oh, this guy, whatever. <laughs> this you know, guy. And then it just, sort of i don't i don't think i was the one that said i got it for you i don't know anyways doesn't matter people anyways. got upset people <laughs> got upset, got upset. <laughs> ruining <know>. whiskey <laughs> i can't believe you would do that and i think you guys i haven't done an official review on this not that my review matters one damn bit but it's no, okay hold up hold up hold up hold up you need to stop that stop that stop that right there because i want to say i'm going to say right now i'm, I'm going to reverse the tables here a little bit you <laughs> You don't give yourself enough credit. Um, and I saw that whenever we you did a barrel pick with us. You mm-hmm. we, you went to New Riff and we picked the um the meetup pick. And that was your first uh barrel yep. pick, right? Yep. And you know, you the note you the notes you had were great and you were like and you stuck to your guns, and that's what mm-hmm. I liked because you were surrounded by people who had been on barrel picks before. And me, I remember my first barrel pick, and I almost felt like I would start listening to everybody else. And I would be like, Oh shit. Like, I'm not like, I don't know if I should say what I got. And you straight up said the ones you like. And even if it wasn't what we all agreed on and you're fine, I think you, you have a great palette and you do good reviews. And I, I just want to let you know that like stick to your guns and keep doing what you're doing. Cause yes, your, your opinion matters, dude. Like you do good stuff. It, 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 I guess, and maybe I'll, I'll couch this a little better. It only matters to the people it matters to, right? Like it, yeah. if, if somebody thinks you're stupid, it, it doesn't matter. And uh, the, when I'm saying it doesn't matter, like, I, and that's why I felt comfortable sticking to my guns. Is I like what I like and yeah. I'm going to say it. I'm also going to defer to the people in the room that are more seasoned. They have yeah. more expertise. Y'all pick whatever. This is what I like. Right. Everybody else is huddled around a different one. That's yeah. fine. Like, I, I just, And it's not that I dislike that one. Right. I just like this one because it's, I, 
I just appreciate I appreciated that you weren't like just trying to like say what everybody else like mm-hmm. I, I like that you had your that opinion and you said it because it was like because I in my head I was like this is his first barrel pick and I I hope that because barrel barrel picks are one of my favorite things about whiskey like the community mm-hmm. and the pairing and all that but there's just something special about barrel picks and so i knew it was your first one and i was like i hope he just like he feels comfortable and he says and like and you did and i i enjoyed i enjoyed having you there and have uh, a, have a tough time being a yes man for anything and so if i disagree i'm going to yeah. i'll do it as politely most of the time i'll do it as politely as possible if it's family i'm not gonna be polite like yeah. if it was like, like my mom and dad were in the room I'm like nah this is stupid you know like but yeah. but for for people that don't necessarily know me and this is like the first time you've ever seen me in real life um, probably gonna like tone it down a little bit, but I'm probably gonna get my opinion too. Yeah, so. but but yeah, stuff like that though, like you, your opinion matters. Like especially like somebody like me who talks to you all the time and stuff like that. I do, mm-hmm. I do uh, take your word. Uh, so that's I all I want to say. Sorry. No, no, no. That's it's it's a fair statement. Um, but this is probably gonna end up in one of my top ten everybody's got to make a list at the end of the year, right? Like that's required. It's whiskey uh-huh. tuber. It's oh, podcast. Yeah. Like, yeah, part of it. This stays in the top 10 for me. It absolutely uh, does. Yes. It is everything I wanted it to be. And that's the thing with like highly anticipated releases. Like what if it sucks compared to what yeah. you want it to be? That's what we've seen with some other brands. Exactly. Recently. Like, there's high anticipation and it doesn't need it, but man, they got it. I th- they got it. And being like, if I could turn the camera around, I got I can't even count the number of wilderness trail single barrels I got over there. Like I'm mm-hmm. such a big fan of them and, but you still, you go into it like just open. And it's like, what's going to happen? Like I've got single barrels over there that are not the greatest. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just how it is. But yeah, the, like the excitement and the feeling of it just being everything you wanted it to be just elevates everything. And it's just like, yeah, it's top 10 for me right now. Uh, could be number one um i've got some other things that are kind of floating around there but like it's there's not hardly anything and i said this on the podcast when we reviewed it i had to reach to try to say anything negative because we were saying so many positive things about it and i really yeah and you don't want you don't want to be like oh we're straight up you know fanboying wilderness trail and so they can do no wrong they can it just, in my impression they didn't in this release i was stretching for anything and it was like uh the I mean, if it was $5 cheaper, but I'm like, then I'm like, it's $5. Like, what am I talking about? And so then I just gave it like a 21 out of 20 and I was right. like, yeah, I gave it. I, and I think that's fair, I, it, but I, I get that. Like you, you don't want to, right. You don't want to overhype because mm-hmm. you sound like a fanboy, but you also don't want to oversell it where somebody, cause this is, I'll never forget. So I, I, I like stand up comedy. I was watching a, a Lewis black stand up some years ago and he was talking about, you know, like, Oh, there's a bunch of you here that are my fans. Thank you for being here. And like a bunch of you brought friends with you. And I wish you hadn't done that because you're obviously my fan, but they may not be. And now I've got to figure out how to like make it funny. And there are people that you may convince to go get this, that then maybe they don't like it. Now, if they don't, I would challenge, why are you even here? But you know, that if you overhype it, then everybody's like, Oh, well they don't know what they're talking about because it wasn't good for me. And that's, that's, I don't care if they think I don't know what I'm talking about because largely I don't like, we're all just, you know, shooting from the hip here, but I don't want to convince somebody like we were talking about earlier. I don't want to convince somebody to buy something that they hate. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, I mean, in my opinion and what I like and my palate and everything, like it's damn near perfect. So, mm-hmm. so I, we were talking about doing a pairing and 
I was thinking, uh, and you, you mentioned the eight years, so I was like, what can we pair with that? Mm-hmm. And I get, I don't know what the notes, we don't have to go into too many details, but when I pair, I either like to elevate something, like if you get a really chocolatey thing and you want to elevate it, you get something that has a lot of chocolate notes in it and you just make a chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. Yep. Um, or like I like to mix things up. Like I get I get a lot of like berry mm-hmm. in in this bottle and a little bit of peanut butter at times. And I was like, man, like I want to make kind of like a peanut butter and jelly candy with this. So that's why I was like, but I don't want chocolate. Like I don't feel right. like it needs chocolate. So that's why I said we should pair the white uh, Reese cup. Blown out there. Yep. I'm with you. Um, so in my head, I was thinking like this, the white Reese cup almost has like a marshmallowy, like the white isn't like really white chocolate to me. It's almost like a peanut. Have you ever had a peanut butter roll candy? Mm-hmm. Like, it's more like that to me. And I was like, man, imagine putting like a little bit of like, grape and like strawberry and that so that's that's that was my focus and my thought on this pairing so i think this is spot on absolutely and and to echo what you're saying so when i smell it i get like some Mm -hmm. graham cracker a a good like vanilla creaminess to it Mm -hmm. that exists but then when you taste it mine's not red berry but mine's like red berry candy like just that overly sweet red berry not like a i went and picked a cherry off a tree but this this merges them together, and I don't want to say it gives it a peanut butter and jelly for me. I, I don't because I'm missing the breadiness of peanut butter and jelly. Okay, but this and is that's what the we thing. Use. It, yeah, it's just like anybody's notes. Like our palates are different, so I think this if I we, if I can we, get like kids. the main thing, yeah, if I can get like the main gist of the pairing, then hopefully it's decent enough to where somebody can pick something out and make it their own. No, it's it's there. And so whenever I was a kid, um, instead of just doing peanut butter and jelly, my dad was real big on like we take, you know, a spoonful of jelly and a spoonful of peanut butter, put it in a bowl and then mix that up. Oh. And maybe sometimes you add in a little bit of butter because, hey, why not? Fat kids got to eat. OK. Um, and did you ever it, have the goobers? The, yeah. The, the jar of goobers that were like all mixed up. Yeah, but see, I, I don't. It was, Goobers was usually grape, and strawberry jelly was the gotcha. thing in our house. Like we were, we're a strawberry jelly house. I love strawberry jelly. <clears throat> grape was the, you only bought grape because you couldn't get the strawberry off the shelf, <laughs> or you keep a jar in the cabinet for when you run out of strawberry and you're not going to run to town because you know it's yeah. not like you know two minutes down the road it's a whole tin. But my, my great grandma made homemade strawberry jelly that I bet oh, you would see. Be. That's no, that's that's where it starts, right? Like everything out here. This is the other thing. So, like, gardens are really, really trendy right now for people to have. But when I was a kid, everybody had a garden because we were poor. And yeah, it was a way to I get, was working like, in the garden. I hated exactly. It. Yeah. And now it's like I built a greenhouse for my wife so we can have a garden. Yeah. And she can start plants way early. And it becomes, like, this, like, hipster thing. And so it's super obnoxious. Ever, yeah. Be like, oh, yeah, well, did you get freaking your hands freaking cut up because you were trying to use a tiller when you were five years old? Probably not. <laughs> Try that, I, hipster. Listen, if you have never been barefoot running a tiller with a rear time tiller, so your feet are literally just inches oh, away from, from the like, tar- there's yeah. this thing. It's like, yeah, this, this is me barefoot die. walking this behind it as a die. kid. Like, yeah, yeah, this is this is a thing. So I, I appreciate that. But yeah. this gives me that I don't know what it is about mixing peanut butter and jelly together that makes it different than a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but it does. Yeah. 
And I'm here. That's that's where I am on this. And I started doing that with my kids. My wife had never seen it before. And she's like, what the hell is this? Because it's not an attractive, attractive look like peanut butter and strawberry jelly mixed together. Doesn't turn out into anything beautiful looking. No, but it's fucking delicious. Dude, This is that. Have you ever added bacon to it? Oh, my God. It's so good. Listen, I came from a family that sometimes a snack was two vanilla oh, wafers a, with a pat, pat of butter between them. Yeah, snacks were a pound of bacon. Like that was a snack in growing up. Well, I was like and Mountain Dew and like the and then for dinner it was like you know whatever the most amazing homemade food you could ever have and it's like what mm-hmm. how am I alive right now? Just bec- it's 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 something about how old people cooked that was different because I was mm. both of my parents were you know mom was going to college until I was you know seven or eight years old and then became a retail pharmacist which is there's 80 hours of your life gone every single week so my grandparents raised us and i spent a lot of time eating old people food just eating old people food through and through um i don't know they 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 keep people alive for some just ridiculous way and now i'm gonna i'm not gonna be able to do a pour over because this is there's, there's a work place here and if i spill it in it hey, you gotta have practice to do a proper pour over won't you I've, I've i've done a lot of dipping but i can't like the pour over always ends up with just whiskey everywhere mm. that's, a that's great. Uh, maybe i'm too uncouth for this i don't know that's good man well, good really, thank you for inspiring me to do that because you, you inspired know, that. You, I, I think you nailed this and i don't know that we could do any better and i was like you know what because i know i get red berry off of this i was like you know i've got this this ego waffle over here that is in a pop tart form i was like Maybe it'll be like putting strawberry jelly on top of well, an Eggo waffle with syrup. But you know, when you sent me that this morning when I went to the store, I went. Oh, did you pick some. one up? Mm, I got a whole box of them. So if <laughs> have you tried it I'm yet? I'm gonna be pissed. No. Okay, so I it's I haven't tried it. I didn't. I actually warmed this one up. I usually don't warm up pop tarts, but I warmed this one up for the first time. I try usually last do week. too, but I'm in the basement and it's just I can't do it right now. Yeah, I'm. If is, it's a good pop tart. This is some advice on a Pop-Tart as somebody who loves Pop-Tarts and have paired mm-hmm. Pop-Tarts. A good Pop-Tart is going to be still decent cold, it, and then it's just going to be even better heated. But like right. you, can, you can gauge it based on what it's like before you heat it up. You can make a bad Pop-Tart better by heating it. Oh, man, the Fruit Loop Pop-Tart was mm-hmm. the most hideous thing I've ever had in my life. It, it had Pepto-Bismol filling. It was so bad. If if they, you probably can't find it anymore because they just burn them all. But oh my what god, what does it smells? It does smell just like. And that's that... the other thing. Pop tarts can be deceiving because mm-hmm. the smell they can make them smell like whatever the fuck is on the box. But because it smell smelled, and taste are not the same. No, it smelled yep. just like Fruit Loops mm-hmm. on that one. And when I tasted it, the feeling was horrible. But this smells exactly like freaking frosted uh, or uh, maple um, syrup and uh, ego waffle. Yep. And then I was hoping that might sneak into this other thing because my, my my oldest daughter will put peanut butter on a pop tart on a on a waffle and then uh-huh. put syrup over the top oh, of it I'm to make it like that. Yeah, I've had and that. I'm like, okay, the... so maybe maybe I can get some nuttiness out of this yeah. and into that. But if it gives you the peanut butter and the jelly and the waffle, that may be too far. It may not work. Yeah, sometimes too much is not good. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna I'm taking first bite of this just to see what it, I'm gonna gauge the pop. Yeah, I, I want to see how you, how you react to the pop tart itself. Okay. Okay, this reminds me more of the 
the when you have the feeling, it tastes like the brown sugar cinnamon pop tarts. Yep. I'm not mad at this, and I'm actually just gonna dunk this. Now, are you going more crust side or more filling side in your dunk here? Well, I'm using the side that I bit off of, so yep. it's kind of in the middle. Like I've got like the crust and the and the uh, filling. Okay, I'm not mad at that. Now make sure you don't chew too close to the microphone. No, I'll get you'll get bad bros. comments. Yeah, <laughs> you'll get you'll get bad comments about my my snacking too close to the mic. Dude, I love. Okay, this is good. I still think that the Reese's is the right move here. I don't think that. So the Pop-Tart is like a special flavor. I mm-hmm. don't think there's anything like special about the Pop-Tart. No. But this is a solid pairing because I feel like this is a superior, not superior, inferior version of the uh, brown sugar cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not bad. Like I can handle no. this. I will I will be okay eating this box, box of Pop-Tarts. Yeah, uh-huh. and it gets a little the the whiskey with it gets a little ethanol-y to me. Like mm. if I just do a mouthful of both at the same time, yeah. The 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 I don't know. Maybe it's the white chocolate toned down the ethanol a little bit because it's yeah. Got I, that think, I think the pop tart doesn't have enough like like punch. Like there's not any flavor in the pop tart that really like stands out. It's mm-hmm. kind of just like you know it's there. Yep. But the Reese's like you can you can get a lot of like. I can get diabetes on this right here. Like I can just eat enough of these. And I don't, I'm going to tell you, when you suggested this, I generically have a high degree of disdain for white chocolate. I really? don't like white chocolate, largely. There's only certain white, ones I like. Well, white chocolate's not real. Like it's not a real thing. Right. It's not you know, chocolate it's, anymore. It's but. almond bark. But no, I'm know. like, all right, I'm going to trust the master. The the the, the master whiskey. whiskey I had a whole bag of these and they're almost gone. Yeah. And my kids love them. I just, I don't, I don't do a ton of white chocolate stuff, but this is, this is a thing that can make me like white chocolate without a doubt. Yeah. Not as good as sexual chocolate. No. I mean, no. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, man, we never talked about this. You've got some merch you need to sell, right? Like you got some, some oh. stuff. I've got, I've got like three or four shirts in here and it, I try to walk the line of like, don't be the, I did this. I had Aaron from smoke wagon on and I wore my smoke wagon shirt while I was talking to Aaron. And I usually like, don't be the guy that wears the t-shirt. It's of like the when band you wear the band. The yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's a piece that's from that. Uh, did you watch PCU the movie long mm-hmm. time ago? Yeah. That's where that's from. Like he, he yeah. was like, don't be the guy that does that. Yeah. That we were so always, I didn't wear we my whiskey mutant shirts here. Whenever we would go to shows like of bigger bands and stuff mm-hmm. and you know, we'd be in the pit like, if you had, if you had the, uh, this is, so, I was such an asshole. If you had the shirt of the band that was playing, you were automatic targeted in the pit. Like you're like, um, so bad, uh, but you know, that's beside the point, but yeah, I've got shirts and mm-hmm. I've got some glasses left and I'm working on some new designs. Um, but I don't want to order anymore until I've, you have at you least what you got. Got this. So I've got a gray shirt. Uh, there's a white shirt and a couple of black shirts with different logos on it. You can go to whiskeymutant.shopify.com. Uh, um, uh, you can. That's on. Uh, it's on my Instagram as well. No, actually, sorry. I will put the link back up on my Instagram right now. It just has the. Um, 
Eastern Kentucky flood relief uh, donation thing on there, which is good too. Donate yeah, I had to, I had to go dig it up out of my history because yeah. I was like, oh, I'm gonna hop over here and go look and see this guy. Yeah, and see, I'm the horrible Instagrammer. I'm just the worst. I'm, I'm with you, man. The only reason I have anything that shows up on Instagram on a regular basis is I was listening to a podcast with Kenny from uh, Bourbon Pursuit, and it was a business podcast. It wasn't even like his. It was he was talking to somebody else, and he was talking about using this company called Zapier that does automations. And I work in software development. I'm like, okay, this is nerdy enough. I can probably do this. And so I went in and built automations. And so when an episode releases, I don't really do anything. Just back in oh. things, make it happen. Because otherwise, I don't, I don't do it. I'm, yeah, I don't I'm terrible I don't, at like liking things and I don't sharing. Know, and, and I'm terrible at like all like the analytics and the algorithms and stuff. I'm like, I don't know shit for shit. Like it's like. <laughs> You know, you mentioned you were talking earlier and we were talking about like uh, YouTube views and stuff. I'm like, you're going to have to ask Perry about that because I don't know nothing about it. So, yeah, that's how good of an Instagram are because I don't know anything about using the analytics on there. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just put out what I want to and hope my friends like it and they get a good pop from it. So, yeah. And that's 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 where I end up because like I understand how to exploit the Instagram algorithm to gain popularity. Like there's, there are certain things that you can do that will get you there. Right. And this is what a ton of other people know as well. Um, and one of the key things is like, there's these groups of people, I'm not going to name anything, but there's these groups of people that create their own incestuous group where yeah, they like tag a, each other and then they like, like each other's stuff. Yeah. It's, it is, it is an Instagram, Instagram gang. Join my gang. Shame exactly. this person. And, three and then times, once you, and then you're in, and then once you, but once you join, there's an expectation that you're going to like everybody's stuff and you're also going to share content yeah. at least once a day. And to do that because they're all working together and they're inflating their accounts, which is that's what happens in social media. I just, I can't, I, I don't I better, have I, the time for that. I better, shit. I better get a cool jacket. If I'm doing all that work, it, they, well, you get a cool hashtag and yeah. a notification that you're a part, you can put it in your, your profile. Like I'm a member of this group. Oh, okay. And honestly, there's nothing that you could, that would prevent you from just doing it anyways. And not yeah, being I just start my group. own Instagram gang. Just no, just join all of the rest of them without actually joining. You just put them in oh, your profile. I start using there. there are people that use the tags as well, but <laughs> oh, it's, it's a way that they can manipulate the system. So it, it's, <laughs> I can't, Oh, this is just a fun thing for me. Like I just sit in a room and talk to myself sometimes. And then hopefully um, you, you know, have two Instagram accounts and you just follow yourself and you're just like going back and forth. You're just I did. So I had, I had a personal one before this became a thing and I did not follow myself for a very long time because I just felt weird about it. Yeah. I was like, uh, but then I needed to one time I needed to follow so I could see if, what I posted was showing up right and yeah. Instagram was acting weird. And then I followed it and I was like, this just, this just feels weird. It feels yeah. wrong. Sometimes you just got to get weird though, man. But it helps out whenever somebody bans you, you yeah. can just move to the other account and then go harass them some more. Like I, I thought about the, that on Facebook because <laughs> it kicked off there all the time. We, and, and YouTube too. So I was given uh, Dan from bourbon junkies on his, his channel with uh, where he does gaming. Uh -huh. I was giving him shit one day and he booted me, you know, like from, from chat or whatever. So I just moved over to my personal account. And I was like, like, I'm hey. back. <laughs> and you know, it was all in good fun. Like he was, it was a humorous yeah. thing. It yeah. wasn't yeah. like me being oh, a terrible person. Uh, I think I commented cause I think his shirt looked an awful lot like a uh, really cheap uh, beach condos uh, <laughs> pillow on their couch. You know, like they always have that like dark color with like, um, 
Oh, it's always like got leaves like, on it. It's leaves, got like, like a, it's, yeah, yeah. That, it's exactly what it was. Is what his shirt was. And I the asked frame him. Of, was like, the frame right, of it's about. made out of like bam. It looks like fake bamboo and stuff. Rattan. Like it's yeah. rattan. Oh, okay. yeah. They're on the lanai. So, <laughs> all right. Oh. I think I got through most of my questions, but there's still a ton. We're gonna have to do this again. Pick I've got one, something in pick the works. One too. random question that has nothing to do with anything, and I'll answer it as fast as I can to close it out. What did you collect as a kid? Star Wars figures, uh, but first basketball cards and then movies. What was the basketball card that you had to have? Uh, I always wanted the Shaquille O'Neal rookie, the one where they, I can't remember which brand had it, but it was like a, it looked like an uh, evolution of him dunking the ball. Like it was like his picture and then the fade out, fade out, and then he dunked and I could never get it. And the card shop owner lied to me and said he never got it. And I saw a kid two weeks later that had it and he told me which card shop he got it from and I was pissed and I held my first grudge ever with an adult when I found this out and I didn't even understand what I was feeling at the moment. I was like, how can I hate somebody? So I'm so mad right now. Mm -hmm. And that was the one that, I mean, obviously I could probably go on eBay and get it now, but at the time there was no eBay and I was just buying uh, cards whenever my grandma would take me to a card shop. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I am going to go downstairs. I have a few basketball cards and if the air is right, if I have it, I'll just send it to you. It's like what? 91. Yeah, so like I was into baseball cards, but you ended up at a card show. You ended up making a trade. You get some basketball cards, and so I have a varied collection of some, some you know Shaquille O'Neal cards and this, that, and the other. And so if there's one floating around, yeah, I'll, I'll just send it to you awesome. because I have like this trunk. Do you still have all of your basketball cards? Yeah, they're right over there. Are you waiting for the market to come back and sell them? Or are you going to keep them forever? I don't know. I would. I mean, money talks right now. Like I'm like. <laughs> I'm not as sentimental about them anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the bad thing I, is, though, I got a bottle of bourbon. You know, it's like I ain't fucking selling that. But no, like, you keep I'm that. Like, Money talks, though, baby. Those basketball right. cards over there because those really basketball good. cards can pay for more bottles. Yeah, true. You know, true. and that's that's the that's the that's the, the plan. And from yeah. what I've seen, just just keep your eye out. But what I've seen, it looks like sports cards are trending back up again. I've seen collectorship. I've seen some random posts about stuff like that. So I'm I'm hoping for that because I got probably like I don't know fifty thousand baseball cards that need to go. They just need to go. And I'm a bunch of them just, aren't worth anything. And everybody just wants them graded. And I'm always worried about sending them off to get graded because then it's like, what happens in the mail and all this stuff? Well, they're like, providing no value to you right now. True. So. But does it really get you that much more money? Because you got to pay for the grading plus take on Shipping the risk. and all that, yeah. Exactly. Because I've I've gone through that. Like, I have probably 100 cards that could be graded. But you know how much it's going to cost to grade 100 cards? A lot. That's I, pff, I'm not going to invest that. I'm just going to buy more whiskey. That's what's yeah, going to happen. Well, that's what we all do. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is the plan as it sits right now. And, you know, the, the, the interesting thing I had, like I had Aaron on and it sounds like I'm just trying to drop name drop. No, no he made awesome. a I love his Instagram. He's the he's one of the best Instagrammers. He figured a, it out. A brand. He, yeah. he works Instagram well. And I got to know him specifically around the barrel that got stolen. Right? Yeah, the, I remember the, hearing about that. Yep. Yeah. And so the, the, the smoke wagon bottle that was at the meetup mm -hmm. was from that barrel. That was yeah, I have it they right like, here. Yeah. So there you go. I, I, kept, I kept the empty bottle because I knew I'm glad the story you did. behind it. So it is, I'm glad you did. Yeah. Uh, I told him, I was like, you know, whenever I thought I have this little box where I keep two ounce samples of different things that I think are important. Yeah. And I was saving one because when I started this podcast, I made a list of 10 people that like, I want to interview these 10 people. And he was on it because of that. And nice. I thought I had set back a two ounce sample from it. 
and then I brought it to the meetup because there's not many people that are going to appreciate this. No, story. that was I, I got to try it and I did appreciate it, and that's why right. when we were cleaning up and that was there, I was like, I'm keeping right. this, and I got it with the empty uh, meetup bottle uh, that I had everybody sign. So, but I prepped for the episode and I was like, all right, I'm gonna pull the sample out and I'm gonna drink it with him. I was like, hey, this is a thing, and then I pulled out the samples like, shit, I didn't save one. <laughs> um, but he appreciated any. Anyways, that guy has the thing figured out, but he's making a statement. And this is a thing for both of us to watch because we both do similar things. He thinks that in the next two to three years, anything over $60 in the whiskey marketplace, nobody's going to be buying it. That we're Because of recessionary tendencies, because of yeah. whatever else. Um, and then one of the guys from Penelope entered the chat, and he thinks it's going to be closer to $110. And I'm sort of hoping that that happens because all of those bottles that are around 150 that nobody can ever find, I want to find them again. And I don't yeah. care if the market is down. That's what I'll be buying. Yeah. Like I can finally take them all, you know? Well, I will come to you for advice and people like you and Perry and everything, because I'm the, like the, I'm the one that's just like, what? I don't even understand half of this stuff. So. I don't know that I do either. I'm just trying to, <laughs> I, I distinctly remember when whiskey was on its way up and you would spend $60 on a bottle of Weller 12, which uh -huh. it was retailing at 30 at the time, but that yeah. was the secondary market was 60 bucks. And I was like, I'm not going to buy any. I'm not going to participate in this. I'm not going to do it. And I wish I had taken every dollar in my now buy a case at 60 and bought every single bottle I could at 60 bucks because I'd be retired now. Like yeah. you're looking at like a tenfold growth of yeah. like there's no investment that does better than that. But that's also the weirdness of, of whiskey, how it exists. It is. Um, thank you. Thank you for joining me. Do you have anything else you want to share before uh, we drop off? I don't off? think so. Like you uh, said, Whiskey Mutant on Instagram. Um, uh, check out our uh, podcast. This is my bourbon podcast on uh, YouTube and then Apple and Spotify over there with my buddy Perry. Um, and then just thank you, John, for taking your time for lunch to sit with me and eat snacks and talk, and talk <laughs> you know, about comics and Disney and all that stuff. This is the, this is the best way that I can imagine to spend a couple of hours is the main reason that I started doing this. Um, you know, I spent the first year just pushing out podcasts. So I kind of found my voice with the intent of, I just want to talk to people. Like yeah. I just want to have conversations with folks because that's, what's interesting. And, um, people like you are part of the, the reason why this exists. So, um, appreciate your willingness to, to just hop on and chop it up and Anytime. we'll see some more out of you. Like you, yeah, I'll be back. I'm, I'm working on a thing. I'm working on a thing. We'll that see graphic how that goes. behind this is amazing anyway. So, I'll you know, you know, I 100% stole that background from somebody, and I don't know if it's Creative Commons, so maybe somebody's going to be like, oh, my God, you used my image. I'm like, that's fine. It doesn't matter because I'm not making any money off of it. You know, they put whiskey, you, you put whiskey Mutant logo on there, so I'll take the blame. I'll ruin it just like I ruined <laughs> well, I put everything my, my logo's on there as well, right? Sure, like, they're, sure. they're both there. I'll keep, I'll, I'll, <laughs> take, I'll, take the, I'll take the blame for this one. Yeah, you know, there's enough blame to go around. Um, I'm going to drop you off. I'm going to hit my outro. Thank you for, for joining and hanging out and whatnot. Um, it's always super, super good time. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in for this offering of the Embellished Podcast. If you enjoyed this, please leave me a review on whatever platform you have to be consuming this on. Leave a comment if possible. Hit me up on social media, on Twitter or Instagram using Embellished Pod, and give me a follow so you can keep up with what's going on here. I can be found on www.embellishedpod.com. All of my links, accounts, contact details, and so forth are there. And I'll be back again next week with another new offering for you. So until then, cheers, and thanks for hanging out.